The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the Burt Rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And there you're going to see two videos. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for a rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that and join us in the chat. we got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning, you guys. Good to see you. And um, while you're there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio live on Rumble. And then we're also live over on BeforeIt'sNews.com. BeforeIt'sNews.com. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Uh, right up under where we're streaming live, top right side of the page there. Um, there's a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. And that includes all the articles we got there at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the Morning Show Archive. So please sign up for that if you're interested. Also, don't forget the store. Uh, you can get Bradley's book, Soldier of the Cross, there. Um, and we do have a bundle pack, so you can pick all that up there. You can get the dog tags, the shirt, and the book in one shot. Uh, and get it, you know, get everything that you want to get there. And save a little money in the bundle, by the way. If you want to get that, and that's at the top of the page in our store, you can get there by going to thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com or the store I link off the main page. All right, just real quickly, <laughs> I I just want to give a shout out to my uh, brother up there in New Hampshire, Charles, and uh, I had the pleasure of speaking with him last night. He's a listener. He's a preacher of gosh several decades, and uh, what a delight it was to talk with Charles and. Uh, You bless me, brother. You bless me with your words. So thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. I really do. And I did enjoy talking with you last night. 
what an encouragement uh, Charles is. Um, and I want to draw your attention to this, too, before we – because I, I this has application to the things that we're talking about or that we're going to talk about this morning. You know, there Bradley did a um, – he did a little piece on voter fraud yesterday, and he linked over to the Heritage Foundation, <clears throat> and um, – it's really interesting. All of the, if you guys didn't get to see it, I'm, those of you on the video platform, you can see it. Those of you on the radio, all I can tell you is uh, it's incredible the amount of people who have been charged and convicted or pleaded guilty. Um, I, you guys on the video platform, uh, you see how the little bit that I've scrolled, right? If you'll notice over here on the side, that's where I'm at through that little bit of scrolling. And these are all of the people. This is all 2023, by the way. And the Mockingbird Media is telling us that now we're jumping into 2022. But the Mockingbird Media um, is continuing to tell people, I'm sorry, this is by state, my apologies, 2022 and 2023. These are by states. We're only at, where are we at, Florida? Um, they're telling you this didn't happen. This isn't going on. You're conspiracy theorist if you think this. Some of you have been, you know, banned, cut off, the, the social media jail. I, I don't know. But it looks to me like there's some there's some election fraud going on. Doesn't it look like that to you guys? Oh, it's not going on? Well, then why are these people being arrested, charged? I mean, being charged doesn't make you guilty, okay? It doesn't. But why is there even in any suspicion to arrest somebody and charge them if it's not going on? I, I, this right here is absolutely crazy to me. And I'm just kind of scrolling through here. See, every almost every election cycle, I get stories where, you know, this person or that person, or maybe it's a couple or whatever the case may be, where they're busted somewhere. Usually I see it in Texas. And, and they're busted somewhere, and they're being charged with election fraud. Well, people are going to keep doing it if there's no real justice brought. And again, three hots and a cot in a little eight-by-eight eight cell is not justice. That's not justice. That's money-making, but it's not justice. Money-making for the state, okay? Not, not for the people. So these are just some of them here. And I say all that to lead into what you guys have probably all heard, and, and you know, I'm just... You know, I we can't... Again, sort out what's going on up there in that central government. We've got to deal with what's going on in our own backyard. No question about that. But what gets shouted up there is sort of a narrative that they want people to believe. And, um, you know, sadly, and it didn't take long, did it? I mean, I showed you guys last week 
you know, House Speaker Johnson. I, I, the only thing I can think about this guy is they have some really big dirt on him. He's compromised or something. That, that, that's the only thing that explains going from we've got a lot of evidence to there's insufficient evidence to impeach President Biden. This is a guy who names the name of the Lord, man. Um, you know, word of advice, Mike, I'd, I'd go to my room and I'd repent of what you just said there. And the reason I say that is because it's such a serious matter that he's dealing with. He has openly said he's a follower of Christ. And I'm not going to question those things, but I'm, I'm going to question these these issues of what he's done and then let lay it to his heart because he needs to examine himself to see if he's in the faith doing this stuff. I mean, he's come out and he's took the people's money by the billions, stolen them, clear violation of God's law, and he says he's for God's law. He spearheaded that to send billions of dollars to Israel, not authorized in Article 1 of the Constitution. Now he's come and he's... Yeah, I'm, I'm not making it up. This is what he said. And for for those of you who haven't seen it, I know many in the crowd uh, who listen here, you, you've seen it. He says there is insufficient evidence at the moment to initiate formal impeachment proceedings against President Biden. How do you how, how do you come to that conclusion? <laughs> I, I scrolled through all this election fraud stuff. This has to do with the one that put him in office. Now, could a lot of those be local elections, state elections? Sure, they, they could be done with all that. But you and I all know the things that we've seen, the things that we've read, the testimonies that have come out of the polling places. The, the, the guys who have been in charge coming out and saying, we have some irregularities, right? We all know that there's something rotten in Denmark or in the United States. We know it's there. So what happened, Mike? I mean, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really curious here. What happened? Because it, isn't this you? It, it, I think this is you. Let, let me see if, let me uh, see. Joining me now is Louisiana Congressman Mike. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just make sure I got everything open up here so you guys can see it. I, I'm pretty sure this. I'm pretty sure this is Mike. Not too long ago. Uh, joining me now is Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson. He's the House Republican Conference Vice Chairman. He's a member of the House Judiciary Armed Services Committees and a member of the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government. Congressman, good to see you this morning. Uh, how would you assess your colleagues yesterday? Are they not acknowledging uh, what these bank records show about the Biden family? They're doing their best to hide the headline here. Look, the American people, Maria, are having a hard time keeping up with all the scandals involving the Bidens, but here's what they don't want you to recognize. The evidence now shows, it proves, that the first family is hopelessly corrupt. They've been involved in extortion and bribery schemes and tax fraud and incredible abuses of power, and now... 
Whoa, wow. Wait, wait, wait. The, it, it shows, it proves corruption. Isn't that what he said? It shows, it proves corruption. Uh, bribery. I forget all the other things he just named off there. You heard him name them. It proves that. Okay? That's what he just said. The second headline that we're proving through all these oversight hearings, through judiciary oversight and the other committees, uh, even ways and means now, is that there is a, a two-tiered system of justice. That's what the people intuitively recognize, and now the evidence shows. The DOJ, the FBI, and the IRS, and other federal agencies are involved in a cover-up to help the first family. It's a cover-up, well, and the evidence shows. Stunning. I mean, what you're saying yeah. is extraordinary. What are you going to do about it? It sounds like a, a terrible movie yes, or a novel or something. It's happening right now in real time. And we are doing our dead level best to expose these facts to the American people and bring accountability because the people are frustrated. They see this happening. They don't understand why the Biden family gets a special treatment or, or the rich and powerful, but especially this family. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, um, why are they getting special treatment? Hmm. Why is justice not being brought? You're you're doing all you can to expose it to the American people. Hmm. But there's insufficient evidence now, right? Not then, which wasn't too long ago. Not then. Not when you need to climb that ladder. Get the gavel in your hand. There was there was plenty of evidence. Not now. It's uh, it's it's so it's so crazy. I, I mean, we have now $17 million and counting of these amounts of money that have been uncovered that were put into these um, sort of ghost companies that the Biden family put together, many of which when Joe Biden was vice president to hide the sources of all this funding. And it involves China and Ukraine. I mean, adversaries around the world. Um, it's a very, very serious and alarming problem. And now it's being litigated. You know, we had this big 155 uh, page federal court opinion came out of Louisiana on July 4th. And they said the social media companies are involved. The DOJ and the FBI uh, coerced the social media companies into hiding this information about the Hunter Biden laptop before the 2020 election, about, um, you know, COVID vaccines and other disfavored information. They censored the speech of Americans who were sharing protected uh, speech online. Yeah. And it's just an incredible, incredible set of facts. Have you been okay, so so you uh, so you get you get the idea. That's hilarious, Romney. That's that's hilarious. They must have gotten lost with NASA's tree data. Oh, that's funny. That's very funny. But what Mike is saying is not funny. In fact, it's it's incredible to me that he can sit there with a straight face. Oh, there's all this stuff. But then I notice what he did. He referenced a, a media article. Oh, they've uncovered this, this, and this. That's going to be his out. That'll be his out for his insufficiency thing. I trusted the media, and I shouldn't have trusted the media. And then I did my own investigation, and there wasn't any evidence, despite the fact I saw evidence before. Oh. I, I did. Then we then we have these guys. This is is I, look. I I've not talked with Tim Pool. I don't have an opinion one way or another uh, for the guy. Um, 
I've heard, you know, everybody says everything about anybody. But he says, maybe it's just a 4D chess move. Is he a Trump supporter? I'm not sure that's usually the kind of answer that comes there. But a 4D chess move? I don't know when people are going to get it in their heads. This is not a sporting event. We're not here to evaluate the playbook. We're not trying to get touchdowns or slam dunks or home runs. That's not the goal of what's going of what government is supposed to be. It's supposed to be you guys obey the law. Don't go outside the line. Don't color outside the lines that we drew a circle around you in. Don't color outside that. And what we told you to color, color it. Instead, we get them. You know, boy, Johnson wants to talk about money laundering, billions of dollars going to enemies, this, that, and the other, and all this stuff. And he just he just signed off on his uh, uh, this this billion dollar spending to Israel. It's probably going to do it for Ukraine and some other places too. That's just as much theft and criminal activity right out of the Congress as Joe Biden's committing in the White House. I don't know why people don't see that. I don't know why they don't want to see it. But until they, until they see it for what it is on both sides of this thing, there's not going to be any justice. And if there's not going to be any justice, listen, there's not going to be any liberty. Lawlessness will abound. Lawlessness will abound. Not justice. We also had, um, it's quite interesting, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, and, and, and a lot, you know, I've heard a lot of stuff going on up there, and I, I don't want to jump in a rumor mill, but you guys probably saw the stuff with her and McCarthy, right, about that deal. Now she's going, and now we're getting into, this is kind of like the, you know, when I say the WWE match, I, I don't even know. I, I guess they still do cage matches. I haven't seen that stuff in decades. But when I was a kid, they used to have the, the Royal Rumble, and you'd have like, I don't know, 10 or 12 wrestlers. They kind of come into the ring and wrestle each other. And, um, and then you got like, instead of a main event, you got like three or four of them going on, you know, in, around the ring, out in the crowd, all that stuff, right? This is what this seems like to me. Now we pull off over here and, you know, they're going at it and these guys are going at it. And she blames Matt Gates for spearheading the removal of Kevin McCarthy as speaker, who she claims was committed to impeaching Biden. Yeah. Look at what... Sorry, I had a... I had a hair. <laughs> a cat, a fur ball or something. Yeah. All right, this is, what, this is what she tweeted out. Not long ago, we had a speaker that believed in impeachment so much that he launched an inquiry without a floor vote, but you were told he was bad. After eight R's and all D's ousted him, we found checks to Joe Biden and evidence of a massive money laundering scheme. And now the new, and I forgot to open that up, Oops, now I gotta open up a whole thing. Eh, sorry about that, guys. Eh, 
And now the new guy, you are told, is way better, doesn't want to impeach. Such progress. Huh. Yeah. Well, I, that's this is, you know, this is part of the of what, you know, I know Bradley and I have been saying, and I know there's other people who say it, and I know there are many of you who get it, and there are still some of you who don't quite get it yet. You you keep being led on by the guys who've promised you victory over and over and over and over and over, only to be led to defeat. This past week, uh, no, yeah, this past, well, last week, John Whitehead uh, put out a article on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and um, one, of the, one of the things that he pointed out was, uh, the title was, and I'm just bringing this up so I'll, I'll make sure that I throw it in the, um, in the archive if you guys haven't seen it, but it was about voting, and, uh, you know, he said, Stop drinking the political Kool-Aid, America. Voting will not save us. Of course it won't. It never has. Voting won't save you. Hey, check this out. This one's going to shock some people. The Constitution ain't going to save you either. It's not. The the Second Amendment's not going to save you either. You're going to have to be obedient to the Lord. Well, well, what are you talking about, Tim? How are you? You know, look, I've talked to you about impeachment. I've talked to you about prosecution, how that works. And, you know, under our Constitution, the only people who can impeach anybody is the Congress, the House. They have the sole authority of impeachment. They have that. So what are the people going to do? Well, the people are, are have been trained to think all we can do is vote. That's what they've been that's what they've been trained to do. And you know the voting is fraudulent in many areas of the country. You know it's fraudulent. I just gave you a, well, I didn't even go through the whole list. I was just scrolling through it while I was talking. Of just over 2022 and 2023, the arrests and charges that have been made all across the country in every state. I mean, there. What good is your vote if you can't trust that it's that it's even being counted? So that's not the answer, is it? The answer goes back to you have to do it in your communities. That's going to have the influence that spreads. Okay, let's take um, you know the commands of Jesus to his disciples. When he was leave, leave, uh, when he was about to leave them, he told them there were going to be witnesses. Where you need to go to Rome, you need to go to Spain, you need to go to China. That's not what he said. He says you're going to be witness of me in Jerusalem. You start where you're at. You start in your community, and then unto Samaria. Right? You, then you can move outside of that. Let's say you want to start in your county, and you want to move to the surrounding counties, or to the state, whatever. And then to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's the way Jesus taught how discipleship should be. Why? Because you are going to have to develop people as you're going. You're going to have to teach them. You're going to have to correct them on some things. You're going to have to instruct them in some things. And so that takes time. That's not, you know, snap your fingers and it's done. Yes, the new birth can come that way. That's true. But there is the growth 
of the man or woman of God, right? And we all understand that. I don't, I don't think I need to elaborate on that too much, except to say, you know, if you've got a baby, you don't just pop the baby out and leave it and it grows into a full-grown man on its own, does it? No. You take time, you clean it, you talk to it, you sing to it, uh, you change the baby's diaper, you all of that, right? You take care of the baby. And you nurture them, and you discipline them, and you teach them, instruct them. Why? So they grow up strong. Well, the same thing happens there, and the same thing's going to happen here. Most of you know you still have a lot of people who aren't even interested in learning what they should do because they don't know. They haven't even been challenged to think about it. Men haven't been challenged to think, you're the answer. You're the answer if you would just but repent and take your rightful position as a man in your community along with other men. And do it for the glory of God. Don't do it for some superficial thing. Do it for the glory of God. Men have lost that in their conscience as to what they're doing. And if you don't do it, I can assure you the state or the local government or the federal government is going to be your daddy. That, that's what it's going to be. So the question comes to men, and you know, we've put this up many times here, and I thought I had brought it up. I thought I brought the passage up, but uh, maybe not. Um, from Deuteronomy 6. I mean, it, these, are, these are basic things. These are just basic things. But I believe that when the law is given, it's directed at us as men. That we are the ones to keep it, we are to teach it. Okay? And this is how God laid it out to the covenant people of Israel. And here's what he said. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments. What does that have to do with? That has to do with the law. Right? It has to do with the law. God's law. And he says, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might, watch this, do them. Not just have them in your head. You may do them. In the land, whether ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee, and the land that floweth with milk and honey. And then he tells them this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And then he tells, you know, how, how they're going to do that, you know, getting up, walking around, doing all this stuff, putting it on, uh, on the doorpost of the house, um, you know, this is where they got the phylacteries between their eyes or bound on their hand. They put scripture there, all these kinds of things. That's how they were to teach it to their kids. But it was to be in them first. 
it was to be in the men first, and they were then to teach it. Okay? And the first place to start is in us. In us. If we want to see justice in the world, if we and, and peace that comes with that justice, if we want to have the blessings of God again, we've got to repent. We've got to go back to those old paths, those things that we've been told, oh, they're ancient, they're archaic, they're out of date, you know, the Bible's not relevant, blah, blah. We've got to go back to those old paths there. And we've got to plow those old rows, old-style rows. Okay? And we've got to plant the good seed in there. See, I, I think about that today, and I think uh, today's modern Christianity is sort of like GMO Christianity. It's not Christianity. We've got to go back and plant the real, organic, if you will, gospel seeds back in the ground, back in the hearts of men. Scattering that seed out and seeing, where, seeing what the Lord will do with it. Sadly, we can't get guys to, to plow the row, and we can barely get people to plant some seeds. Do you think God's going to bless that? How many of you guys have land out there that maybe you, you're like I am? I, I'm wanting to tr transform this the landscaped front end of my yard. Everybody, you know, you're set up and you need to have that landscape so your house looks beautiful. And, well, I'm thinking about I want to grow food out there. So I'm wanting to have a big orchard. We've started it with four little tr fruit trees, but I'm wanting to put a bunch of them out there. Let me ask you something. If you don't plant any trees, do you expect any fruit to be out there the next year or within five years or something like that? No, you don't do that. If you don't plow the rows and plant the seed, do you expect tomato plants to pop up out of there? Now, I'm not talking about those ones where you drop the tomato down and in the ground and it sprouted up a plant or watermelons. They're some of the worst back here to do that in our backyard. They'll just come up out of nowhere. But normally you don't do that, do you? You've got to go and you've got to plant the seeds. Well, men are going to have to start planting seeds. It's got to be in their heart first, and then they've got to plant seeds. Not just in their children, but within other men. I read a book years ago uh, by, I think it was Vody Balkum. Uh, what he must be or something like that. He was talking about looking for a young man who might be a husband to his daughter. And one of the things he said was, he said, if you don't have a godly young man, make one. In other words, disciple. Disciple a young man. Teach him what he ought to be. Show him who you are. Show him what the scriptures call him to be if he's interested in your daughter. And I think that's true today, not just of looking at men for our daughters, but it's also true of helping other men. I, I see some men who've been raised without fathers. Now we're getting, you know, goodness, we're, we're getting... Men who are raised by sodomites, lesbians, you know, the, the, the just most strange-minded people that you run across. And they don't know. They haven't been taught any. And many people would rather ridicule them rather than go to them and teach them 
the ways of Christ. Or at least call them to repentance. That is what we're, we're not called to embrace them, okay, and in what they're doing, but we are called to call them away from their sin. Oh, those people will never come to Christ. Those people are just too far gone. That's not what Paul wrote in Corinthians. He said such a, some of the believers there in Corinth were engaged in some of that stuff. That's what they were engaged in. And the Lord delivered them. Yeah, you know, my God is not wimpy. He is not impotent. He is not without power. He is able to deliver anyone from any sin. And we got to keep that in our heads. So what does that have to do with all this? I got a little down the sidetrack there, but what I saw was this, this working of how the gospel works, how we should be working. See, as long as they keep our eye completely on D.C., and I'm just using D.C. this morning as an example, but as long as they keep our eye on D.C. and not the principle of what we're supposed to be doing, which we should be doing locally, we're never going to do the local. Do you, do you see that? There are so many people who would do things at that D.C. level. They got enough, they're, they're focused enough for that, but their local level, they're just letting it fall apart. Really, to fall apart. This is, I, I can't think of anything to fit the words that we heard from Mike Johnson here. Um, reminds me of some passages out of Isaiah. And then I thought about some passages where the scriptures call, you know, for justice. And they tell us of God's character that it's just. He is a just and a holy God. And here's what we, here's what we see here in Isaiah 59, beginning at verse 11. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. Hmm. You can lay that across you know, all of Congress, and I'm going to tell you, I'm... I'm really beginning to, to wonder if, if we don't have a reflection of the people at large in many ways. The people say it was wrong, that it's wrong, but then they'll go do it too, and they justify those who do it. You say, how do you know that, Tim? Well, if Obama can do it, that's the excuse. If Biden can do it, then our guy can do it, Right? And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. Why? For the truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. 
Equity cannot enter. That what should be done is not being done because the truth is fallen in the street. And what is the truth? What is the truth of the matter? The truth of the matter, and whether you agree with me or disagree, okay, um, I, I do want you to get this because we should be able to agree on this. The truth of the matter is they have left off the law that restrains them. They've left off the law that restrains them. Law in and of itself doesn't do anything. It's, it's words on a piece of paper, okay? It, when, it's, when it's laid out before men. That's what it is. Nevertheless, it is in effect in our lives. We talk about certain laws thermodynamics and all this other kind of stuff, those, that's how these guys calculate certain things and they do certain things and they know that it's going to happen right the same way every time. Why? Because there's a law in place for that. The moral law works along similar... It works similarly. And we, we see reference to that. Proverbs 1, I think, is a good example uh, of those who would violate God's law for wicked gain, you know, what they're going to do to themselves. Because it's eventually going to come back around. You know, we say that, we use that term, um, what goes around comes around, right? Some people use karma, all this stuff. But the, but the fact of the matter is, what it is, is it's God sees what we do, and He's built within when you transgress his law, there's a judgment that's a result of that. And sometimes he intervenes himself and judges. But you go out and you, you violate God's law and you see the consequences. And the scripture will tell you the consequences of it. Of what you're going to get into when you do that. The truth, that's the truth that's missing. This is why it's so fascinating to me to read these stories of some of these young people over the past few years that have been indoctrinated with the trans delusion. And then it's not long. It's usually like within, I think, two to five years, you'll see them uh, come out and they really want some justice brought against the person who indoctrinated them or the people who indoctrinated them or gave them the surgeries or the, the, the hormones or whatever it was. They want, they want, they want something made right. They want somebody to pay for their fraud and for their lies. And rightly so. We're, we're talking about minors here. Okay? And they come out of it and they said, oh, I'm so ashamed. Or, I, oh, look at what this has done to me. I was told this would fix me. I remember a young lady, I think she had had a, um, a surgery to remove both her breasts. When she was like, I want to say it was 16 or 17. And like in a short span of time, it was, I don't even think it was two years. She was already regretting what she had done and was coming and speaking. She said, I was wrong. I was confused. And these people preyed on my confusion. That's what they do. See, there's no confusion when you understand that God created them male and female. There's no confusion there. 
He did not create them male and female and amorphous alpha male. I don't know what to put in that place. He didn't do that. He didn't. He wasn't confusing male and female. That's what he created. It's very simple, very straightforward. But even in that simplicity, you can see how the devil's been working, can't you? The truth is falling in the street. Isaiah, he continues on, he says, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Did you get that? The Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and an helmet of salvation upon his head. You guys thought that was just out of Ephesians 6, didn't you? Nope. It's all throughout Scripture. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. Okay, people, if you're not going to bring justice, I'm going to bring it. I... Look, men are to bring justice. That's part of Scripture, too. But they're to bring justice. They're not, they're not to manipulate justice because somebody's rich or because they're a friend or because they've been bribed. They're to uphold justice. And how do you uphold justice? You hold up the law. And then you execute it. And when I say the law, I'm talking about God's moral law. I'm not talking about anything that man has written. Okay. God also deals with this over in um, Isaiah fifty-nine. He talks about what the pe- I mean, what the people have become at the time, and I mean, you can read this, and you might as well read it about the United States too. That the, it could very well apply to us. He said, "Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save." Neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Boy, we could just, can we count the national sins that we have as a people that we've not brought uh, justice against? Better yet, let me ask you, let me ask you a, a very direct question. How many sins are still going on in you that you haven't put to death? That you haven't mortified the deeds of the flesh? You call yourself a Christian, but you're still allowing the enemy to escape and then to come back to fight another day. Ask yourself those things too. Your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, 
and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity, for brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grow, this is what I see going on in America. Waiting for the light, waiting for the brightness, but it's obscure and it's dark. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as, at, as, as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. Why? For our transgressions are multiplied before thee. Who's it? Who are they talking to? They're talking to Yahweh. And our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them in transgressing and lying Ooh. against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For the truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. This issue stands out in a long line of injustices, cowardice, criminal activities from representatives. I don't know how Mike Johnson can look at the American people and say, we, we have insufficient evidence to pursue impeachment. I, the only way something like that happens when it's a, when it's just a, I, I'm going to use the word splameth. <laughs> it's a splameth of evidence is if that man has been bribed or he's been compromised. Maybe we ought to check his record and see if he's been out to Bohemian Grove. I don't know. Maybe to the World Economic Forum. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is, it will come out. It'll come out what's going on there. Just, just wait and see. Because it's not going to remain hidden. The Lord's going to reveal it. He, he will. But here's the thing. The people are going to be, have to be the ones to give the voice back and say, No, Mike, you work for us and we've seen the evidence. The evidence we've seen is less than what you've seen or what you claim to see. And we know there's criminal activity going on. We know it's going on. This isn't a he said, she said. We got documentation. We have people who've come out and talked about it 
And and this isn't look, this isn't even dealing with Joe Biden and the pedophilia issue. Everybody knows it's going on. Everybody knows it's going on. I mean, my goodness, his son is a chip off the old block. If you've uh, scarred your mind with some of the images from Hunter Biden's laptop, you know that little girls are in there. And him walking naked around him and stuff. Who knows what's been going on in that room if you do stuff like that? Has anything been done about that? No, they got him on a gun thing. Same thing with Joe. And I'm telling you right now, you you can't trust this guy Johnson. You can't trust him. And I don't care if they say they're Christian or not. That's not the issue. The issue is he's doing things that are lawless. And then he comes in and undermines the very justice that America needs. At least on one front. He undermines it. He doesn't bring justice. I just read to you, this is the character of God. If you're going to be in that position, it's part of doing that. That's part of the character of God. Like it or not, He is just and He is holy. And by the way, the only way you get past His justice or holiness, and you don't really get past it, you actually go through it, is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He was just and a holy man without sin who gave his life for sinners that they might be reconciled to God. You know, we read over in Proverbs 21.3, to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. This is all part of what uh, the book of Proverbs is about anyway. This wisdom, this instruction. I mean, this is, it's almost like dad sat down and wanted to teach his son, like Deuteronomy 6. I'm going to give you the basics here, son. What am I talking about? Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction. Okay. To know wisdom and instruction, not get it, because there is a difference. I want people to understand, there's a difference, and I'm, I had to learn this the hard way. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. A lot of people have knowledge. I got a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, but I'm not very wise with a lot of things. A lot of people have knowledge, and they have wisdom, too. And the, the wisdom comes from that knowledge, that understanding, and then application of it. And then he says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. And he goes just a little further and he says, To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, 
we're kind of coming back full circle here. <clears throat> we start with, obviously, the election fraud stuff. Then we had the issue where Johnson gets into a position of power and says, I don't see, there's nothing to see here. You know, he's like, uh, what's the guy? The old Hogan's heroes. I know nothing. I know nothing. Well, now we're seeing why that is. They won't, either they don't know the law or they, they just don't follow it. They don't want to follow it. They're ignorant of what it says, the Constitution I'm talking about there, and they don't want to follow it. But for a man who says he's a Christian, well, that's a whole different thing. Because to declare that means that you are supposed to be a follower of the way. You're to be one who is instructed by the words of Scripture. And you're to hold yourself to that standard. Why? Because of what Christ has done for you. So why is Johnson doing all this other stuff instead of bringing justice? Why is he engaged in criminal activity, actually leading it? Stealing our money, giving it to foreign countries. Why is he telling us that the guy who's being used as the biggest puppet probably this country's ever seen, that there's no evidence of, you know, wrongdoing that we can impeach him for? Why is he telling you that? Could it be he is not the good guy that he's been labeled to be? Wouldn't be the first time, would it? Wouldn't be the first time. So, what's the conclusion? Well, the conclusion is what God says to do. And the only people who are going to do something about it is you and I, fellas. I mean, if we're not doing it, it's not going to get done. And we're going to have to do it with those in our community. And that's where I say you focus. If it's in a district, then do it in a district. If it's in a city, do it in a city. If it's in a town, do it in a town. If it's a county, do it in a county. Do it locally. Do it where you get to know people and they know you. All this social media stuff has been there to divide us. It really hasn't brought us closer together in many cases. Some people it has. But a lot of ways it's, it's gone on to divide us. And, um, and we need to take that back. And that's part of an old past thing too. Face to face, being with each other and stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to meeting some new people up in Michigan, Lord willing, first week in December. Bradley, be with you at 3. And uh, we'll see you back here in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then.